Hello, and welcome to The Lucy Lou Show, the fueling station for your mind, business, and life. And now, here's your host, Lucy Liu. Hello, hello, beautiful souls. Welcome back to episode 139. I do what I do because I love for you to wake up each morning feeling refreshed, motivated, and confident to tackle the day ahead. And in order to do this, you need energy and mental focus to blast through your to-do list and effortless tap into your creative flow. And I believe gut health plays an important role in this because when our gut is healthy, we're able to do more in less time and still have an abundance of energy at the end of the day to spend quality time with the people we love. And that's why I have my guest today, Krista Elza. With over 20 years of family nurse practitioner experience, Krista is now a health and wellness coach, helping ambitious women to have more energy, hormone balance, and gut health by solving the root cause. I know you'll enjoy this conversation as we found out some surprising foods that actually cause digestive issues. Without further ado, here's Krista. Welcome to the show, Krista. Hi, Lucy. It's so good to be here. Yeah, I'm so excited to talk about gut health because we all have guts. <laughs> what are the most common digestive issues or gut health problems you've seen? So the most common, I would say, is with my clients, I see them come in with either acid reflux or irritable bowel. Bloating is huge. I find a ton of my clients suffer from bloating, constipation, and just generally feeling like they've got new onset of food sensitivities that they've never had before. You know, certain foods just don't sit with them well anymore. So those are pretty common, common symptoms, I should say, that women come to me with. And a lot of them, it, you know, it really just comes down to lifestyle change and sometimes doing a period of gut healing and um, sometimes testing for food sensitivity so they can really target what's actually causing their symptoms. You mentioned food testing. When should someone yeah. go get tested? So especially when you're finding that you've got bloating that you haven't had before, or you've got irritable bowel, you know, some days you've got diarrhea, some days you've got constipation, or you're just, you're not feeling well um, in that sense. I like to use what's called the MRT. It's a mediated release test. And so that test is actually more thorough than um, some of the online tests that you can get like Everlywell. Um, I think those have a place. But for people who really want to know any and all reaction that their body is having, even histamine response, then this blood test really helps us pinpoint exactly what could be causing the issue. And, you know, a lot of times it can be foods that we regard as healthy. And these foods also don't mean that you have to avoid them forever. It just means that currently at this moment, your body is really responding to those foods and we need to do some gut healing. And then you can always reintroduce those foods one at a time. And that really helps you pinpoint which ones your body is now capable of tolerating. So it's really helpful for women who even are struggling with uh, weight loss, because when the body's inflamed, I had some clients who actually lettuce showed up. I've had several patients um, with lettuce showing up on their tests, which they would have never thought, you know, <laughs> they thought I'm eating salads all the time. Um, I don't know why I'm bloated. And the lettuce was actually causing bloating and irritation to the body 
which then in turn can make weight loss harder because when the body sees anything as a threat, it tends to want to stay in that safe mode, which is also hanging on to fat, right? Because um, if the body feels there's something unsafe about the environment, it can affect our ability to lose weight. So oftentimes when we get the results back, people are surprised. Um, they didn't, they had no idea what was actually causing the culprit, you know, what the culprit was, but it's freeing because once they have that data, we can move forward with a plan. And most of the time we can bring back a lot of the items over about, a, you know, after about two or three months of work together. Yeah. Lettuce is a surprise to me too. I've never heard of that <laughs> one. I've heard of, I mean, we all know people are more sensitive to say dairy products or onion. We've heard about uh, a lot about those, but yeah, lettuce mm -hmm. was a surprise to me as well. What other surprise foods would you say are from? Oh, I mean, you know, it's, it's as unique as the person I've had um, several people with honey on my own, I have grapes, which is, you know, it's surprising because then, you know, that's in, that's in wine, that's in raisins, that's in all sorts of things that maybe you didn't have any idea were causing the issue. So it really just depends. And, you know, that test is amazing because it gives us very specific things. But again, if you, if you don't know who can provide that test for you, or you don't have the amount the you know, you can't afford to do testing like that certainly starting with the, the well-known, you know, food groups that tend to irritate people and cause inflammation, which is gluten, sugars in processed food and dairy. And, you know, when you look at those food groups, we can find healthy, healthy uh, solutions to those, right? Dairy, we can also get calcium and all those vitamins from other sources. And then gluten and sugars, obviously, most of those foods aren't really fully serving us anyway. And so when people eliminate those, oftentimes, you know, they can keep up their nutrition and really decrease the inflammation in their body. Eggs also tend to be somewhat irritating to people. And so if you can't, if you don't have access to specific testing, then doing an elimination diet can be really helpful where you eliminate those groups for about two weeks to two to four weeks. And then slowly bringing some of those items back in. And a lot of people are surprised at how much clearer they can think, how much more comfortable they are in their clothes, even how much hormonal balance they start to have because inflammation can really affect our sex hormones, which can, which can affect our monthly cycle, right? So um, our gut affects so much of the rest of our body. And oftentimes an elimination diet can really give you targeted foods that are causing the issues. Mm -hmm. And would you say also gives us exhaustion or, you know, fatigue or stress? Yes, for sure. And it's interesting you say stress because, you know, when we're busy, we're busy women running around, we think stress is just, I've gotten, you know, busy, right? Um, but stress comes in all different forms and our body views a lot of it similarly, um, particularly our adrenal glands, right? So when we're talking about overall fatigue, toxic food, the obvious ones, which are processed foods and sugars and things that most people are aware probably aren't best for them. Um, that causes a stress to the body and that stress can lead to fatigue, the brain fog that people experience. And so absolutely foods that are causing disruption in your body can really contribute to not feeling your best all day, not being able to focus, not be not having that motivation because you can't get over the physical symptoms that you're feeling, right? Absolutely. And I would say that would also lead to having sleeping issues even. For sure. When you don't feel well, 
when you feel bloated, you can, you know, you go to bed, not comfortable. If you've got GI upset in the middle of the night, that can disrupt your sleep. Also, if you are having issues with your cortisol, that can affect your ability to sleep well. Also, if you have poor gut health, melatonin, which we all recognize as, you know, the supplement, but our body makes melatonin and it primarily makes it in the gut. And so when we're having trouble sleeping, sometimes that can be contributed to poor gut health or maybe a dysbiosis or an overgrowth of bad bacteria in the gut that can disturb the ability for your body to produce melatonin. And so when you just, you don't have enough of that production, it can affect many things, including your sleep. Mm-hmm. And from what you just talked about, I think it could affect people losing weight. Are there any other reasons people can't lose weight despite cutting calories? Absolutely. So in the gut also, there are other hormones that are produced. Uh, leptin, which is the hormone that signals to our brain that we are full. And sometimes we can develop with poor diet, poor gut health, we can develop some leptin resistance where the normal amount of leptin just really doesn't send that signal to our brain that we're full. And so we tend to overeat. It can also affect another hormone called ghrelin and ghrelin um, is the driver of our appetite. And of course we want these hormones. They all serve a purpose. If we didn't have an appetite, we would die, right? We need to be able to eat. But when that is run amok and it's running loose, then we tend to have more appetite and that can really affect the body's ability to, or your just your ability to stick to something. It's not a matter of willpower. It's that you're, you're being led by your hormones, right? The other thing is bacteria overgrowth and even yeast that often can grow in our gut when we have a high sugar diet. Literally the bacteria and yeast's entire goal in life is to eat. <laughs> they just want food and the good bacteria eat food. And then they also give us back something in the form of vitamins or a thicker mucosal lining of our guts. So we, we need the commensal bacteria, but things that don't serve us such as, you know, harmful bacteria and yeast, they literally send signals to the brain to eat more sugar to eat more. And that can be really detrimental to, again, diet efforts. And that has nothing to do with your willpower. And so, you know, those are some factors to take into account when it comes to improving your gut health that, you know, a lot of times women, we, we beat ourselves up over, why can't I get my cravings under control? And again, it's, it's biologically driven. And when we heal that, when we create more balance, Oftentimes you find that you can release weight easier. You can stick to the diet that you've chosen easier because you're not driven by those factors anymore. Mm -hmm. What other tips would you say for women who wants to improve their gut health and solve these digestive issues? So I would say it starts in your mouth. So making sure that you are in a calm setting for your meals, not racing around chewing. So chewing fully, that's going to help the digestive process from the very beginning. And then it also helps in in a calm setting to increase stomach acid because stomach acid is super important for antimicrobial effects for, for just breaking down the the nutrients that we need, right? So we need good, strong stomach acid. And if you suffer from heartburn, oftentimes that means you're low in stomach acid. I know that sounds like an oxymoron that people think, oh, I've got too much acid, but oftentimes that that reflux is caused from some undigested food because the, the stomach acid isn't strong enough. 
getting in the beginning of the small intestine and creating some gas there. And that pressure can cause some of that low stomach acid even to reflux into the esophagus causing pain. So if food is really well digested in the stomach, we oftentimes don't have the reflux anymore. So chewing your food, eating in a calm setting to really promote that good, strong stomach acid. If you're on anything to stop stomach acid, I would work with a practitioner to wean yourself off because we want that good, powerful stomach acid for downstream uh, antimicrobial effect. And then um, making sure that you are taking a good probiotic if you're suffering with some digestive issues, because that can help grow the healthy bacteria. And a little secret I like to share with my clients too, is to use resistant starches and resistant starches can come in the form of rice. that has been cooked and then cooled like as in sushi. It even can come in different forms. I like to use, it's called green banana flour. <laughs> I've never heard of this before, but I found out it's a resistant starch and you can add a teaspoon of that to smoothies. Then what that does is it is resistant to being broken down until it gets to the large intestine. And once it's there in the large intestine, it feeds bacteria that then in turn will produce more of the mucus lining. So that's really powerful when it comes to healing our gut. And then making sure that you're eating enough fiber in your diet. Again, that that's going to feed the good healthy bacteria and also promote healthy digestion. So I would start there with some of those things of chewing your food, adding a probiotic, adding some resistant starches to your diet, and and then avoiding foods that are, you know, that you know maybe are constipating to yourself, like dairy. Thank you for all those tips. I enjoyed learning some new things here. Throughout your day, helping women improving their health, what is a favorite quote that you go by? You know, it's one of those that we've probably all heard, but it, if we really take it to heart, it's true. Live the life that you are dreaming of. We all have a purpose. If you have a desire in your heart, um, that means you have the capacity to do it, right? It was there for a purpose. And so I love the quote, live the life that you've dreamed of, because we really do get to live our life full out. And um, yeah, I would say that that's one of my favorite quotes. I love it. And as a high achiever yourself, how do you quiet your inner critic? Yeah, becoming a, that's a good question. I, my inner critic, I really have learned to get to her level and ask her why. And the question of why has been so powerful in my life. And, you know, before, let's say before I put out a, before I put out a, you know, a post on social media, we'll just say that. And if my inner critic pops up, I, I ask her why, why, why do I feel like this isn't good enough? And, you know, sometimes when we ask our inner critic really why it's just an innocent response because she wants to keep me safe. She wants to keep me away from embarrassment. And it's kind of meeting her there and saying, great, thank you for that. And we're going to move forward anyway in our power. And so that's how I have found to really work with that little voice that always, um, you know, that second guesses and we're not good enough and people are better than you. And it's really just an innocent voice. And when we sit down and address that and ask her why, it really can help you move forward with more peace. Beautiful. Thank you, Krista. Where can our audience find you at? Yeah, I would love to serve anyone who's looking to improve their overall health or hormones, their gut health, um, stress management. I am most active on my social media at Krista Elza, first and last name, and same on Facebook. So you can always send me a DM on those routes. And I'd be happy to chat to you on how you can optimize your health so that you can really live in your power. 
Thank you. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. To all the beautiful souls listening, thank you for joining me on this episode of The Lucy Liu Show. When I'm not podcasting, I am coaching high-achieving women in life transitions, getting unstuck, kissing overwhelmed goodbye, and living a more joyful and fulfilled life through strategic goal-setting and mindset transformation. It would mean the world to me if you subscribe, rate, or share this with a friend. And don't forget to join me for the next episode. Remember, there is always a way and more blessings are coming your way. For free resources and show notes, head over to lucylucoaching.com. 